and welcome back to Binging with Badness, the only podcast that will die before it surrenders, Tim. My name is Mitchell McIntyre. I'm Vanessa Vogel. And this is Kong Skull Island, or as I like to call it, how do you solve a problem like a monkey? (laughs) This is the second film in the brand new Universal Monster-verse. I don't know... How much oomph this mo- this universe has? Mm-hmm. Like when you. Well, I haven't seen Mothra yet, so you know. No, Mothra is in um, King of the Monsters. Was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which we'll get to next week. <laughs> um, that's the thing. Like when you talk about giant kaiju, mm-hmm. you only really know two. Yeah. Godzilla King Kong. And, like, you know, some people know all the other various monsters within the Godzilla universe. Mothra, Ghidorah. <laughs> yeah, King Ghidorah, Mechagodzilla. But they all basically wrap around Godzilla. Yeah. Um, so we're four movies deep into this series. Uh, I mean... But... It did well. So maybe they're going to keep them going, but... I mean, we don't have high expectations other than Monster Smash... Which they have not really been uh, accomplishing. The uh, Godzilla, and uh, to a lesser extent here in um, uh, Kong Skull Island. Look, even the Marvel movies had Thor. So, like, yeah, you you're right. Uh, and I love Marvel movies, but some are. Nobody better. loves Thor. Some are better than others. I, I love Thor the character. I love Thor the man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love Thor 3. But Thor 1 and 2 were boring as shit. <laughs> oh, God. Could have derailed the franchise right then and there. <laughs> but let's talk monkey. Kong Skull Island is a 2017 American monster film directed by Jordan Voigt Roberts. It is a reboot of the King Kong franchise uh, and serves as the second film in the Legendary Monsterverse, as well as the 11th film in the King Kong franchise. Thank God we're not doing all of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not yet we're not. Find us on Patreon. Yeah, let's not uh, Let's not start signing checks our ass can't cash. <laughs> well, their ass can't cash it yet. Or can you? Or can you? Uh, the film stars Tom Hiddleston, Samuel L. Jackson, John Goodman, Brie Larson, and John C. Riley. Holy shit, that cast. Like, what are you guys doing here? They heard Monkey Smash and they wanted to be in Monkey Smash. Well, it's weird because, like, you figure Godzilla would be the bigger film, right? Yeah. Uh, but Godzilla had what? It had Brian Cranston for, like, 30 minutes. Yeah, which was a waste of Brian Cranston. And it had Kick-Ass for the rest of it. Oh, Yeah. And then, like, no one else, really? That's true. Um, except for Sarah Zawa. And they kept, like, shafting us on fight uh, lizard smash. Yeah. Uh, so, basically, this film is set in 1973, technically making it a prequel. Ancient species owned this earth long before mankind. <laughs> I spent 30 years trying to prove the truth. Monsters exist. You don't go into someone's house unless you're picking a fight. 
Uh, a team of scientists and a Vietnam War soldiers travel to the uncharted Skull Island to meet Kong, a gigantic ape who is the last of his species. This project originally began as a Universal Pictures movie, uh, as an origin story, but then it moved to Warner Brothers, and they were like, fuck it, let's do a shared universe thing. <laughs> so this movie was not written with the intent of uh, mixing up with Godzilla, mm-hmm. uh, which probably explains why it's better. Uh, <laughs> not to uh, tip my hand. At to what I think of this movie. Uh-huh. Uh, Voight Roberts has uh, cited several films as inspiration for Kong Skull Island. He said, if I had to break it down for people, I'd say you obviously have Apocalypse Now, that era of 70s filmmaking, with films like The Conversation, Platoon was an inspiration, and the South Korean film The Host. <laughs> the entire Neon, uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion series was a big influence. You yeah. can kind of see that. Uh, he also cited Princess Mononoke as a, an approach uh, for the design of the monsters. Really? Yeah. All right. He mentioned that um, Satchel? Satchel? From Neo Geo Evangelion? Uh, it's been a very long time since I did that. Uh, Cubone from Pokemon and No-Face from Spirited Away, uh, the two-legged lizard from the 1933 King Kong, as inspiration for the Skull Crawlers. Uh, I think with a name like Skull Crawlers, they should have looked cooler. It doesn't look like a Cuba. It doesn't really. It doesn't really look like something you'd call a Skull Crawler. It just kind of looks like a lizard with wings. Skull Crawler sounds like it should crawl, like sneak up on your ass and then grab you by the head. They, you know, and then like do some Doctor Who shit to you. You know, in uh, Ocarina of Time, yeah, you have the, what are they called Wall Masters. They're like the spiders that crawl up the thing, uh-huh. the wall, and then drop on your head and then you leave the temple. Oh, yeah. That's what I was thinking, but that's not that. Remember how the zombies would scream at you? Yeah. That scared the shit out of me as a seven-year-old. Because they were townspeople who were trapped in an eternal nightmare? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, in January 2021, Netflix and Legendary Television announced a plan for an anime-style series set in the MonsterVerse. It'll follow uh, the adventures of a shipwreck characters that are trying to escape from Skull Island, a home to a bunch of prehistoric monsters. Mm-hmm. So, Netflix's anime output has been kind of hit and miss. Um, I, I hear... I will not forget give them for that house husband nonsense. Yeah, so. house husband is, is ridiculous. I hear um, Pacific Rim Uprising was good. Really? Yeah. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. Pacific Rim. It's not called. That's the sequel. Pacific Rim, the anime series. I apologize. I don't remember what it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hear that was good. And I hear Castlevania is really good. No. Oh. Um, but yeah, outside of that, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Voight Roberts has also directed The Kings of Summer, Nick Offerman, American Ham, <laughs> which is Nick Offerman's stand-up, and Kong Skull Island. <laughs> What a strange portfolio. He is also going to move on. These are uh, to-be-determined dates. But a Gundam film. I'll watch the fuck out of that. And a Metal Gear Solid film. Are you just staring at a cardboard box for 90 minutes? Like what? I have no idea what a, um, a Metal Gear Solid film could even be. A box for 90 minutes, right? Well, no, like, you never played Metal Gear Solid, so you don't know. 
you don't know. <laughs> because it sounds like it should just be espionage and it's a spy thriller. Yeah. Those of you out there who have played Metal Gear Solid, you know. <laughs> this is either going to be boring and by the numbers. Yeah. Or completely off the wall. I hope it's the second one. That's Me awesome. too. This is a Kojima game. This is a Kojima story. Oh, so we'll see his name every 30 seconds throughout the We'd better. Uh, anyway, so that's the preamble. Let's get into the movie proper. Unless, Keith, do you have anything else to say before we get into it? No, let's do this. Let's do this. Curtain up. Somewhere over the Pacific in 1944, someone is falling to his presumed death as a plane crashes into the beach. Luckily for his falling dude, the parachute is deployed, and he runs over to another person who fell from the sky as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the, the guy we're following is a white guy. The guy he's checking on is a Japanese guy. Oh, fuck, it's World War II. Well, fuck. And they immediately start shooting at each other, desperado style. Uh, they chase each other into the jungle. And the white guy runs himself into a cliff. I'm calling him the white guy and the Japanese guy because we don't know their names yet. Mm-hmm. Um, he runs himself into a cliff face. And then he's facing uh, the, the Japanese guy who has a sword. Yeah, for some reason. I guess, like, it's very confusing. Like, Did Japanese soldiers in World War II have swords? Unclear. I have to, we have to do a Google on this one. Because like, I don't know if this is just, like, badass Japanese history or somebody went, like, watched way too much Afro Samurai, you know? I mean, it could be... Samurai Champloo. A column A and column B situation. Yeah. Like... So, sword guy goes to stab him, uh, but white guy grabs it with his bare hands like a badass. Yeah. Uh, gets knocked down to the ground, and just as he's about to get stabbed, uh, stabbed in the throat, a giant monkey paw comes up and climbs the cliff face. Uh, and he just, like, raises his whole body and just stares daggers. Yeah, those people just become little bitty raisins yeah, real quick. Yeah, huh? The king is awake, and it sounds like we ruined his nap. So anyway, in 1973... <laughs> and I can only assume at this point in the movie, those unnamed prospects are super dead. Kong was just like, yeah. fuck you. Oh, like, that's how they die, yeah. Yeah, like, Kong has just hit them the same way I hit the snooze button. Fuck you. Dead. Dead. <laughs> um, yeah, so I appreciate this about this film because we, we talked about in, in Godzilla um, not, uh, 2014. Mm-hmm. We did Sweet F.A. for like an hour and 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, look, you can see part of Godzilla's tail. Ooh. <laughs> that'll keep you riveted. That'll put butts in seats. <laughs> this, this movie, they were just like, no, here's Monkey. I was really confused about what movie I was watching for the first five minutes. Yeah. Because it was like two dudes are shooting at each other. But why? Not not what I expected. Yeah. So, we are in 1973. Bill Randa, played by uh, John Goodman, is head of the U.S. government organization Monarch. Mm. Uh, And he plans a search for primeval creatures on a recently discovered Skull Island. He is joined by a geologist by the name of Brooks. Who is definitely not Chidi Anagonye. Who I swear to God looks like Chidi Anagonye, but he's not. Um, and they keep getting pushed off, probably because he sounds fucking crazy. <laughs> uh, Skull Island is notorious for the amount of ships and planes that have gone missing while around it. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the Bermuda Triangle. Um, 
According to Bill, this is the place where myth and science meet. Uh, so he's talking to, like, the, the head guy. And the head guy goes, uh, When it comes to waste, Monarch is right up there with those guys who look for aliens. And Bill responds, Yeah, but those guys are nuts! <laughs> uh, they get to go ahead for the expedition, basically by saying that they can piggyback on another expedition, uh, and that if they don't get there first, somebody else will. Uh, because we're in the middle of Vietnam, uh, or the Vietnam War, Time Has Come Today by the Chamber Brothers begins to play. <laughs> this movie, like, it takes place in the 70s, it takes place during the Vietnam War. All of those songs that you know are going to be played are played. Yeah. Lieutenant Colonel Preston Packard, played by Samuel L. motherfucking Jackson, currently stationed in Vietnam, gets a call from the government telling him that he is about to escort Bill on his trip to Skull Island, despite the fact that he's about to be honorably discharged. Um, now, this is kind of more of an untold storyline between Packard and himself. Mm-hmm. Um, he is about to be honorably discharged. He's about to be retired because, um, fun fact, Samuel L. Jackson's like 70 years old. Yeah, but black don't crack. It, damn straight. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's about to be retired. But he's questioning what his life is going to be like outside of the Army. He's a career military. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has this whole kind of like hurt locker sort of idea where he doesn't want to leave. Uh, and we'll, we'll get to that as we, as we go on. Bill goes to what I believe to be a Saigon opium den? Yeah, they were doing opium. It was dark. I can only assume yeah. this is a den of ill repute. Uh, where if you were going to a place where drugs are being done in the 1970s, what song do you play? I don't know. I don't know music. Exactly. Jefferson Airplane's White Rabbit. <laughs> You've heard it. Um, and I have here, Jefferson Airplane's White Rabbit plays in the background, because of course it does. <laughs> we are looking for a guy by the name of Jack Conrad, played by Loki himself, Tom Hiddleston. Uh, and this is the first, the first time we see him is beating the shit out of some guys with a pool cue. Yeah. I'm all in. Talk to me, Loki. <laughs> Um, is that his real accent, or is he putting one on? I can never tell what his real accent he is. He is, he's English. He's English? Yeah. So what is this, Australian? I, I don't really know. Um, we, we That's watched not movie. an English accent. No. So. Uh, we watched this movie uh, a couple days ago. I think it was about a week ago for me. Um, so I can't really remember what he sounded like, because in my head I just hear Tom Hiddleston. Do you want me to just roll tape? I can find it. Uh, well, we'll, we'll double check, but the point is he's English. Mm. Uh, the Loki accent is his accent. Mm-hmm. Um, so here we are. Uh, this guy is a tracker and he's really good at it, but he ain't fucking round with no jungle island. <laughs> I mean, good call, right? Yeah. So Bill offers him money and he goes, no, no, no. I want five times what you're paying me and a bonus if we survive. Mm-hmm. And they're like, if? And he's like, if. Um. And then much like in Letterkenny, uh, the guy who's definitely not cheating looks at him and be like, pay the man. Yeah. It's like, we absolutely need this guy. So Bill gets him on board. And then uh, he says this. Men go to war and search for something, Mr. Conrad. If you had found it, you'd be home by now. Which is, Jack is like, yeah, mm. fucker. Um, this kind of reminds me of the deer hunter. Uh, anybody see the deer hunter? No, what is that? 
Deer Hunter is a movie uh, from back in the 70s. Uh, Robert De Niro, Christopher Walken, mm-hmm. like that, those kinds of guys. It's the movie with the um, the Russian roulette scenes. Oh, I see. If you haven't seen the movie, you've seen those scenes. Um, and Christopher Walken's character basically doesn't leave Vietnam, even though he's no longer needed, mm-hmm. uh, and just gets sucked into this world of, of high-stakes gambling and drug abuse. Oh. That kind of reminds me of it. Obviously, we don't go in that far with Jack Conrad, uh, but it's the same kind of idea. Mason Weaver, played by Captain Marvel herself, Brie Larson. Yeah. Uh, is a photojournalist hopping on the ship as well, because despite the fact that she has uh, headed for the cover of Time magazine for her war photography, yeah, um, she just wants to figure out what's going on here. Um, however, Packard has a thing against her. He blames the photojournalists for the fact that people hate the Vietnam War. Um, the Vietnam War was a very contentious war. Yeah. Uh, because it was like, why is America in it? And also, we're getting our asses kicked. Um, yeah. So. That was a war we withdrew from. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Um, so, yeah. The, the, um, this kind of contentious relationship doesn't really come up much. Mm-hmm. Uh, because May- uh, Mason stays with Conrad for most of the film. Uh, and Packard stays with... Um, the red shirts. So there we go. Skull Island is surrounded by a perpetual storm system, allowing you, allowing it to remain hidden by pretty much everybody. Nobody can see it because it just looks like a big storm. Mm. Um, But there is a low pressure system that is going to basically open up the clouds a little bit and they can zoom in. They have three days on the Island with absolutely zero communication to the outside world. Um, and because the storm system is going to cut it off. And in three days, those helicopters will come back and pick them up. If they're not there by the time the helicopters are there, we don't know the next time a safe space will appear. So get out in three days mm-hmm. or learn to like banana leaves. Yeah. Uh, so Mason and Jack get to know each other and they both kind of express doubt over the exact nature of the mission. They're, Kind of lying to the group, saying that this is a geological um, dig, essentially. Yeah. Uh, check out to see what Skull Island has has in store. Have we gotten into the whole Hollow Earth logic yet? Uh, we, we, we kind of touch on it. So, Bill has this theory, uh, and Brooks, his geologist, has this theory, mm-hmm. that the core of the Earth is hollow, and within it are... Something. We don't know. Uh, he believes them to be titans. Uh, which, I mean, is just fucking ridiculous. I mean, a hollow earth okay. with giant monsters in it? <laughs> Imagine you worked for the government. Yeah. You were a respected senator or whoever the hell is in charge of this. And some white guy in a weird tie comes up to you mm-hmm. and it's just like, I think the earth is hollow and there are magic <laughs> monsters in there. Would you not kick his ass out? Like I said with Godzilla, if we didn't know this was a Godzilla movie, Brian Cranston would sound crazy. Yeah, no, these two scientists, if you, if this is the regular timeline, they're insane. Mm-hmm. Of course they have to say it's a geological mission. Who else would we, 
would approve. Oh, by the way, I think there's giant magic monsters below the surface of the Earth. Yeah. So uh, we kind of get to know um, the characters. There's the guys we've introduced you to, and then there's kind of like a platoon of army guys. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't really, they don't have like a great characters. Yeah. Um, so we kind of kind of touch on them. But this movie kind of gives me an a- like alien vibes. A bunch of people headed straight for something they don't really know and don't really understand, but have, like, a good rapport with one another. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. you can tell these people know each other, they're friends, they've been together a while without us. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of nice. Um, the storm surrounding the island gets real, real thick and horribly dangerous to get in. Uh, but the they get into the rare low-pressure pocket uh, that the helicopter can slip through. Uh, and Brooks brings up the fact that the helicopter is armed. Well, why would a helicopter need to be armed on a geological dig? Redis says that it's just for precaution, but, um... Hmm. Hmm. As the helicopter takes off, we get a Samuel L. Jackson hold on to your butts Jurassic Park reference, which is always nice to see. (laughs) Also, I like the term hold on to your butts. Yeah. I feel like a lot of Samuel L. Jackson's non-Marvel work has to contain a reference to a previous... Samuel L. Jackson movie. Yeah, I guess. Be it, like, Die Hard, be it uh, Jurassic Park, be it um, Pulp Fiction, like any of his Tarantino work. Mm -hmm. Something like that has to pop up. Because we want to hear him say the thing again. Yeah, exactly. Um, So they go through some hellacious turbulence, break through the storm wall, and approach sunny, idyllic, calm Skull Island. Mm -hmm. Bring the kids. (laughs) Uh, They land on the island, and they uh, begin to play diegetically, I might add. Paranoid by Black Sabbath. (laughs) I'd like to point out that wherever they shot this movie, it's fucking beautiful. It really is. Like, the... Like, this is a very... There has to be a very real place. Yeah. Like, just the way they're interacting with it. And it is magical looking. It really is done well. Uh, They start getting seismic charges out of the helicopter. (laughs) Um, and really fucking up some deer who are yeah, just trying to have lunch. They're, like, pushing them out. I, I don't really know why, just to check the seismic activity on the island. Uh, yeah, um, it's for a geological thing, so yeah. they're trying to get readings. Well, the idea is they're getting readings. We yeah. know why they're actually doing it later on. But, um, like, they're bigger. They're, they're big explosions, and they seem to be bigger than they expected. Somebody got sick of that shit really quickly. Because a tree gets fucking hurled at the lead helicopter, causing it to crash and burn, killing everybody on board. A gigantic ape paw comes up and slams another helicopter out of the air. It grabs another one out, and we see a really good shot of the giant ape as a man falls from the helicopter into his mouth. Uh, And there's a weird scene, like he falls... Into the ape's mouth, mm-hmm. and it cuts to somebody eating a sandwich. Oh yeah, like that's a weird joke, but okay. Are we not going to talk about the fact there were just explosions in that guy's sunglasses as they were setting off those charges? Yeah, right. Like that was a very weird scene for me. I'm like, how am I supposed to feel about this? Are you trying to say something about war? What's happening right yeah. now? Um, so we're kind of split up. Um, there is everybody we just talked about the helicopters, and then there's like another helicopter that fell way out uh, in the other direction. Mm-hmm. Um, so everyone still alive is stunned because that's a big monkey. Mm-hmm. This thing is so big, it literally blocks out the sun. And you get this, like, cool shot of him standing, like, in the sunset. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you're just like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. 
they open fire on it, but, uh, you know, that doesn't sound to me like a great idea, but I'm not a soldier, whatever. Uh, it jumps up, and Superman punches a helicopter out of the air. <laughs> One of them gets knocked down, but lands fairly safely, uh, and the rescue team goes uh, to save them, and they get stepped on. Look, this is what I'm here for. I'm here for Monkey Smash. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Get him, uh, monkey! So two helicopters approach the monkey, and they're, they're shooting at him from two angles. And eventually he jumps up and over, mm-hmm. and the two helicopters crash into each other. Yeah. Uh, it throws one soldier up so high in the air, it hits a helicopter and is destroyed by the blades. And it crashes the helicopter to the ground. Um, it is a slaughter out here, guys. Yeah, it destroys every single helicopter in the air. Men are running for their absolute lives, and Packard is, like, shell-shocked at what he's looking at. Yeah. This is insane to him. It's insane to me. The big ape slams down two more of the helicopters. Packard looks on, and his, like, face is enveloped in, like, fire. Mm-hmm. Like a satanic, like, red wash. Conrad, Mason, and his crew on the set are on the south side of the island, separated from everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, so they don't really see what's going on right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um... And somebody goes, uh, we just got taken down by a monkey the size of a building. And the guy goes, yeah, that was an unconventional encounter. <laughs> you right? You just, you're just going to save the trauma for later? Like a snack? Put it in yeah, your back pocket? Right? Um, after everybody survives, the monkey fucks off. Um, yeah, and, he's killed enough guys. He's, he's gone now. Yeah. He's the soldiers kind of like gather together. And Packard starts grilling Bill for the reason why we're here. He says, you're going to tell me everything I don't already know. And Bill goes, okay. Monsters exist. And Samuel Jackson goes, no shit. (laughs) I said stuff I already didn't know. (laughs) So Bill was a part of a mission that got attacked by a giant monster. But he doesn't know which or what. It is implied to have been Godzilla. Mm -hmm. Um... It is completely covered up by the government uh, with proof to send out the fact that it looked just like they died. um, In a shipwreck. In a shipwreck. And that Bill is a crackpot. Uh, He has been searching for answers ever since and believe that these giant titans lived in um, the hollow earth. Uh, Fun fact. I I, I always use a a voice to text to write my notes. Uh Uh-huh. Um, so it says here, he believed that these giant titans lived at the farmer's market. <laughs> what is it supposed to say? <laughs> hollow Earth. <laughs> How did we get from Hollow Earth to Farmer's Market? Hell if I know. Uh, Brooks begins to talk about the Hollow Earth theory. Uh, essentially, the Earth inside holds another completely separate living space. Uh, this is a ridiculous theory to most, but Bill believes it's a good idea. Conrad and his crew begin walking towards everybody else as they are far, far removed. Uh, They cross a bit of water and see this gigantic wildebeest, at least four stories tall. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Jack gets him to calm down before anybody shoots it. Not Uh, that shooting does anything in this universe. Yeah. Um, Walking through the jungle, uh, something... Like, they, they can hear, like, crawling above them. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and they're just like, hey, that's weird. And something just stabs through this guy's head. Yeah. Down through his skull and out his jaw. Um, I thought it was down into his mouth. Oh, out like, the back of his head and through his mouth. Yeah. And it kills him outright. And it's this giant, like, spider. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's yeah, a monster looking I, thing. I, I, I thought when I watched it, I'm like, she's going to hate this scene. I do. And I want to burn this island to the ground. Mm-hmm. Why do we need spiders? And why do we have to be where they are? Yeah. Um, so they can't get a shot. Uh, they can't really see what it is, but you kind of guess what it is. Um, so they decide to take it out of the legs. Because it's got long, spindly legs that look really weak. So we just start hacking and slashing at the kneecaps. Uh, eventually, they take its legs out and shoot it to death. Uh, I have here, it's a gigantic spider, and I fucking hate it. Thanks, I hate it! Uh, the Conrad Company trapes through the jungle to find what seems to be an ancient temple. Mm-hmm. Complete with markings on the wall and, like, um... Artistic renderings of life on the island. We should note that this is, like, ruins of a temple. There's, like, no roofs or anything. Yeah, but it's like... all fairly destroyed, but it does seem livable. So the journalist goes to take a photo of the pictures and the brickwork and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And as she takes a picture, the wall, like, jumps out at her. And there's people, like, painted in to the wall using it as camouflage. I did. People live on this fucking thing? I guess. John C. Riley, of all people. Hey, buddy. Comes out and lives here. He has been here for 28 years. Remember that fellow from the beginning of the movie? Mm-hmm. Here he is. He turned he, into John C. Riley. He turned into John C. Riley. He was the white guy. His name is Hank Marlowe. Uh, and he has kind of ingratiated himself with the locals. They don't speak much, but they kind of understand... The context around what both of them, what each other says. Mm-hmm. Um, he is, uh, yeah, he's, he's kind of ingratiated himself to the thing. There is this one soldier who is completely separated from everybody and is traipsing through the jungle by himself. Um, and he, he's like, he starts to fill up his water bottle and he sees this giant monkey step into his water so he runs and hides because Jesus he's big yeah um because I don't honestly when he does that he's like hiding behind a rock and I'm like you know he's bigger than the rock that's like, not gonna help yeah, he's yeah. gonna see you behind the rock you're not hiding um there is a a running joke mm-hmm. uh this guy is um writing to his son his son's name Billy mm-hmm. and so the guys make fun of him for it um, so they're, they're watching him write. And the one guy goes, Dear Billy, I'm going out to the jungle to fight stuff I don't understand. I'm a terrible father. Love, Dad. <laughs> uh, and stuff like that. So as they walk, occasionally somebody will go, Dear Billy, blah, 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 blah. Um, so it's kind of, kind of a running joke throughout the, throughout the movie. Meanwhile, monkey. Meanwhile, monkey. Um... So, we see the monkey just kind of walk around. He's checking out his wounds from the fight with the helicopter. He takes a drink from the giant lake that he filled his water bottle at. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then he's just like, he looks around and he's like, kind of hungry. 
So he just dives his big-ass hand and pulls out the Kraken. Yeah, it's a goddamn Kraken. Like, it's a huge-ass squid monster. Uh, it, yeah, it starts to wrap itself around Kong, and he's just like, another day. And he puts <laughs> it down to the ground, crushes it underfoot, rips a tentacle up, and just starts, like, eating. He was fishing. Also cleaning himself. Yeah. Like, you noticed that he was, like, he had enough intelligence to know, I'm bleeding, I should clean this wound. Yeah, um, so whereas Godzilla seems to be intelligent, but mostly, uh, like, designed for, like, battle. Yeah. Kong shows much more emotional intelligence mm -hmm. and, like, articulation. He, he, you can see his face, you can see emotions, you can see kind of what he's going through. Mm hmm uh, and these shots really humanize him in a way that we couldn't with Godzilla. And I, I think that's cool. Mm. Uh, back with Marlo, he takes them to the village where the people live. And there's this gigantic wooden wall that looks like the thing from Game of Thrones. And it's just got like spears sticking out of it. Uh, mm. And Mason's like, oh, this is what you use to keep the giant monkey out? And Hank goes, no, no, no. That's not what we're trying to keep out. <laughs> Pardon? <laughs> well, we did just see the giant squid monster, right? So, yeah. so uh, they, they discover that Hank landed here 29 years ago in 1944. To which he says, hey, what happened with the war? Did we win? And somebody goes, which one? And he goes, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, John C. Riley does add a bit of, of comic relief. To, to this movie? Well, when you put him in the position of, I haven't talked to anyone in 50 years, and also I'm a little bit crazy, yeah. and I can't shut up, he does pretty well. He does very well. And John C. Riley is a great actor, just like usually, especially in his dramatic works. Mm -hmm. um, so he, he's nice to, to have around. Um, according to Marlowe, the for thousands of years, people lived on this island. They were afraid, because there are monsters bigger than them. Um, and they, they were afraid of this giant ape because he's a giant and an ape. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then they realized like he was violent, but he wasn't towards them. He was attacking the things that were eating him, the eating them. Um, this whole family of these giant apes would protect the humans seemingly out of the kindness of their hearts. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, there is only one left. And this temple honors the fallen and honors who they call their king. His name is Kong. Mm -hmm. uh, they also mention that Kong is still growing and he's still learning. Yeah. Which means Kong's a baby. Kong is essentially a baby. He is a child and he is alone because, um, well, 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 we'll get to that. I'm just saying, look at the size of him. He can get bigger than that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> the native people, who they call the Iwi, uh, refuse to speak the names of the real bad guys. It's like, so what are we trying to keep out? It's like, what are they protecting us from? Uh, and he said, the Iwi refuse to speak their name, but I call them the Skull Crawlers. And they said, why? And he says, because... It sounds neat. <laughs> this is the first time I've said it out loud. Do you guys not like it? 
Um, and then they go on a whole back and forth where they're like, you know what? Now that I said it out loud, it's kind of dumb. They're like, no, no, I like it. It's fine. We can call it that. Yeah. Like, no, you guys, if you want to change the name, you're fine. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, the skull crawlers live very, very deep into the ground. And the reason why they popped up and are pissed mm-hmm. is because we bombed them with depth charges. Oh, yeah. Uh, here's the other thing. The skull crawlers exist in varying sizes. And the big ones... The, the real big ones. Like the mama ones. Are what killed Kong's family. Ugh. Uh, so he is a, a last man standing uh, to protect not only his island, but his life. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we get to learn a little bit about Kong and, and what he's all about. So he says Kong can handle them when they're small, but the big one wiped out his entire family. Kong is the last of his kind. They tell Marlowe that uh, a refueling team is coming to the North End in three days and to come with them. But Harlow says it is impossible to make it to the North End in three days. I mean, he would know. He's been here for years. Yeah. He's like, oh, we're going to the North? Mm, can't make it to the North. North is a bad idea. Northwest we can maybe do, but not to the North. Uh, can't make it there on foot. So, Harlow, uh, he reveals a rickety makeshift boat uh, that he and his friend built over the course of six years out of old plane parts. His friend? Yes. Uh, the Japanese guy, uh, <laughs> who they, they give a name, but not very often, so I, 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 I forgot to write it down. Gunpei. Gunpei, thank you. Gosh. So, him and Gunpei landed on this island. They weren't killed by Calm. Surprisingly. Surprisingly. And so they just kind of existed with each other for years. Six years about. Mm-hmm. Um, and they became friends. They were best friends. And they relied on one another. Uh, but Kong is not the thing that killed Gunpei. He was killed by the Skullcrawlers, which caused Marla to hide in fear for the rest of his life. How sad. Uh, yes. So, while taking pictures of the indigenous Iwi, Mason finds this giant wildebeest from before has a helicopter that fell on it. Uh, and so, like, she runs up and she's like, I'll try to push it off the thing. Except she's not Captain Marvel, so yeah. it's impossible. She's like, fuck, I guess I'll try. Uh, but it's just, it's really hard for her to take a helicopter off of somebody. You know who it's not hard for? Kong. Oh. So as she's trying to like, oh god, what do I do? Just a big hand comes down and takes it off the wildebeest. Got it. Uh, the wildebeest is like later, hose. Yeah, and like she he tosses the helicopter away and just stares Mason down like they know each other, and he's just like, sup, and turns around and leaves. I feel like she partially like. Pass some sort of commune with nature check. Yeah. Because she stared it back. She stared into nature and nature stared back and he was like, okay, bye. All right, that's enough of me. Meanwhile, back with Packard's crew, they find blood on uh, a mountain face, proving to Packard that the monkey can bleed. Mm -hmm. And it becomes clearer and clearer that Packard is not out here to leave the island. He is here to kill Kong. If you had playing Bad Moon Rising on your bingo card, now is the time to mark it off and take a shot. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, our solo guy, 
uh, stops for a second to get a look at what's going on. Uh, but he is attacked by a giant skull crawler. Uh, he begins to shoot it, trying just to get away, uh, but he can't make it, and he is attacked from behind and killed. Just brutally killed by a skull crawler. Yeah. Sucks. Um, so Bill tries to talk to Packard, and he's like, hey, uh, can't help but notice you're getting real personal with the monkey. <laughs> and Packard's like, I will not leave until I find my man. He is out there somewhere, and I will find him. Uh, and he's like, yeah, okay, I get that. But what do you have against the ape? And he's like, I will not leave this island until I kill Kong. Oh, kill the ape. He doesn't know his name is Kong yet. That's true. Um, and uh, Bill is just like, okay, we're in trouble. Ooh, you crazy. You real crazy. Uh, this is the uh, Apocalypse Now influence coming through. Mm. Back with Conrad, they kickstart the heart of that old bucket of bolts. Uh, and the boat. Kind of looks like it's going to work. Um, as they celebrate, the Iwi hold a silent farewell for Marlo. Mm-hmm. They kind of like stop. The, nobody speaks, but they kind of look at each other in a solemn recognition. Uh, and he's just like, hey, so if you're ever in Chicago, look me up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess we'll go. Okay, bye. Yeah. Uh, so they get on the boat, they go to ground, they're finally, um, we get the, uh, the groups together, the, the Packer group and the Conrad group, we're all back and big happy guys, mm-hmm. um, and they're like, yay, we did it, but we can't be happy for too long, because here come the skull crawlers! <laughs> they swoop in and just, like, grab one of them and rip them to shreds. Um, so, that's never good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and the skull crawlers, like I said, they're, they're they're very like they look like lizards with wings. Like they're not really that intimidating. Yeah, I was thinking more like snakes with bigger mouths and wings. Yeah, and you know, like, in in the 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 universe, he called them skull crawlers because it sounded cool. Yeah, that's what you did too. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be. Uh, don't, don't, don't be hating. <laughs> um, They're still not exactly what I was looking for, you know? Yeah. So, um, the, the group finally comes together and Conrad tells them about the escape plan. However, Packard outright refuses, said he's going to go find our solo guy, mm-hmm. who he doesn't know is dead. Mm. Uh, because Conrad's job is technically finding lost people. He agrees, but they have to go west because Marlo, uh, they have to go west, but Marlo says that's a bad idea because that's where the skull crawlers live. Yeah. Uh, Don't step into their house. Bad so, idea. Yeah. As, as they walk, um, they come upon what is essentially a, a mass graveyard complete with the giant skeletal remains mm-hmm. of Kong's family. Yeah, apparently these bastards would eat something and then puke up the bone somewhere else. Yeah. Um, it's awful. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking skull crawlers. Um, walking through the mass grave, somebody just absentmindedly throws a cigarette away. Mm-hmm. And it catches some fumes. And it catches fire and there's this big explosion. Oh, dip. Uh, this place is, is rigged to blow. 
Mm-hmm, uh, and mm-hmm. then they begin to hear the murmurs of a skull crawler. Uh, Marlo tells them to run because there's nothing we can do. And they take refuge inside one of the Kong's skulls. Mm. Um, the crawler approaches them and just begins to vomit. Uh, and this like green sludge comes out mm-hmm. and it coughs up a human skull with dog tags. Mm. Uh, Conrad sees it and, and realizes it, it was the solo guy, the guy we're looking for. That sucks. Um, Bill has been taking pictures, uh, trying to get all the information for his case. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the flashbulb on his camera, because remember, this is 1970, so you have those big flashbulbs. It gets stuck and starts flashing and repeating. And that flashing light causes the skull crawler to advance. And they eat him! <laughs> Just, like, out of nowhere, really. Yeah. You just ate John Goodman. Huh. Uh, and that's literally what he says. Like, it's flashing, and he sees it happening, and he goes, Oh, shit. Boom! Gone. <laughs> there goes that storyline. Uh, but you can see the camera still going in its tummy, so you can kind of see where it is now. Yeah, so you can see them. It's a very dense, heavy fog and fume. And through that flashing is the only way they can see them. Marlo uh, is about to go sicko mode because he still has Gunpei's sword. Yeah. And he, hands it, he, like, he takes it out and in Japanese swears death before dishonor and then just lunges at the skull crawler. Are you nuts? Yeah. I mean, he is. He's been here for like ever. Yeah. Uh, and with these monsters. So yeah, he's a little crazy. So they slice the skull crawler's leg open, and it's a battle, and several men are killed. Yeah. Uh, and there's little skull crawlers flying all over the place. Conrad picks up the sword and eventually just starts going ham on him. Mm. Uh, eventually, Mason throws a lighter into the fumes, and it explodes and kills the skull crawlers. Uh, Marlo tells them that they need to leave now, because that was only one skull crawler, in the, and they attack in groups. Yeah. Uh, Packard refuses because he wants to go find their solo guy. But Conrad shows him the dog tags and, and informs him about his death. And says, like, uh, uh, we were too late. So Packard says, okay, you're right. Now we're going to go kill the monkey. What? Throwing all pretense away. We're going to go kill the monkey for killing my men. Hey. Uh, everybody else refuses. Because they they kind of figure out by now, Kong is the only thing keeping them alive. He's the only thing keeping the Iwi alive. He's the only thing keeping this place in check. Mm-hmm. If they don't, the Skull Crawlers win. They multiply and they advance. And who says they don't get off Skull Island? That is also true. Um. So then Packard's just like fine. Then we'll kill Kong, and any skull crawler that comes out, we'll kill them all! We're America! Oh, uh, boy. And so Conrad is like, okay, here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna take the civilians, and you can go have your kill party <laughs> with the soldiers. Um, and they, they look through, and they find um, the solo guy's letter that he was writing to his son. Uh, and so we have that moment where the one guy goes, Dear Billy, your dad was one of the bravest men we ever knew. And those moments are always sad. Yeah. And like, yeah, it was obvious and it was, you know, kind of, um, 
kind of exploitative in how they were doing it, but... Aw. Mm-hmm. Aw. Uh, so, Conrad and Crow hear some growling out in the forest. And so they're just like, uh, we're, we're going to go check it out. You guys sit here. And Marlo sits down with the other guys and goes, uh, we got to uh, gotta keep on your toes. And they say, what for? He goes, ants. Big ones. They sound like birds, but they're fucking ants. <laughs> Which is our uh, PG-13 F word. For... You'd think it would go to Samuel L. Jackson. It, but... And they had a moment and then they, they already blew it. But it just, they sound like birds. Fucking ants. <laughs> well, I mean, to his credit, that's really funny. That is funny. Uh, Packard's group uh, retrieves the weapons from the solo guy's chopper. The solo guy was named Chapman. And his uh, his helicopter had a bunch of weapons in it. So now they're going to go there, rearm, and uh, lay a trap for Kong at a nearby lake. Essentially drown the lake in napalm. Mm-hmm. Get him to come over there and light the lake on fire. Oh, boy. Uh, while setting up for the night, Mason and Conrad come face-to-face with Kong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and see his generally docile nature. Uh, he's and, not angry. He's just big. And, and Mason, like, has communes with nature here. Yeah. And, like, they have, you know, I guess she passes the unicorn check of pure of heart. Yeah. And she can, like, feel his... Emotion? Yeah. Or whatever? Uh, so, yeah, th- th- there's that moment where, like, Kong just kind of, like, sits down and j- he- he's just curious. Mm-hmm. He's essentially, like, like I said, he's essentially a child. Um, and he just wants to know what's going on and why there are helicopters here where there weren't before. And why uh, you guys got to be so rude. Yeah. And so they kind of, they, they, they kind of make the realization. The only reason Kong attacked them is because we attacked Kong. Yeah. Um, or as I have here. Don't start shit. Won't be shit. <laughs> uh, they get to pet him and everything. Like, they just, like, come over and they kind of, like, pet his big head and just... You know, when we were in Orlando, I think we went on a ride where we saw an animatronic to scale... We, we did. ...of his head. Yeah. And if that animatronic is actually to scale, mm. I don't know how she summoned the courage courage to pet yeah. him. Because that thing is made of wire and fur and... And, like, in no way can do anything. And it terrified me. Yeah. So when we got married, uh, we our honeymoon was mm-hmm. in Florida. We went to Disney World. And yes. then for three days we went to Universal Studios because they're, like, right next to each other. Yeah. Um, and so we initially went to Universal Studios for Harry Potter World. Yeah. Uh, and which was, which was cool. Mm-hmm. But there was, like, a lot of other stuff that I was like, I actually kind of dig this more. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have, and th- this was in 2017. So Kong was either, had just come out or was about to come out. Mm. So that was this ride. It was a Skull Island ride. Um, and it's got, it's a one-trick pony. Yeah. But that one trick is a giant bust of Kong that moves, looks, blinks, and looks like it thinks. And it makes breathing noises and it looks alive. Yeah. And it makes you feel really tiny. And yeah, there's this moment like Kong never like grabs you and he doesn't like shake you or anything. But things get like really shaky and bumpy and like, mm-hmm. and then like you go through 
and then you see this giant ape and then the the person on the the microphone is like everybody be quiet so it doesn't hear us and like you know it's a ride but part of you is just like oh my god i swear to god i held my breath the entire time i saw that monkey it was cool um, like I said, I knew that was animatronic. Yeah. And if, my brain still freaked the fuck out. If we're ever allowed outside again, uh, I'd like to go back to that. Yeah. Especially now that we've seen the movie. Yeah, that would be nice. Um, um, but we're in the forever now. Yeah, that was in the before times. Uh-huh. And now we're in what appears to be some sort of COVID groundhog say loop. So, yay. Yay. Um. But uh, no, what I'm trying to say is, how did Brie Larson summon the courage to pet this thing? It was basically she understood that he was he was docile and let's give it a shot. I know, but he's terrifying. Yeah. Uh, back with Packard, he's just gone straight up psychotic. Oh yeah, no, he's super crazy. Uh, he loads the the lake up with napalm, mm-hmm. and Jack and Marlowe or uh, um, Conrad Mason, excuse me, go up. T- Tomorrow, and they're like, hey, take these people out to the north side of the island. We have to go save Kong. Uh, and Marlo's like, well, fucking, I'm coming too, idiot. <laughs> I'm going to save Kong. That dude saved my life more times than I can count. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they are going to light the lake on fire and just drop depth charges on, on Kong. Uh, Packard sets off the trap and lights Kong on fire. Here's the problem with that. Mm-hmm. Now you have a giant ape who's angry and on fire. Flaming monkey. Also, Uh-oh. I feel bad. Like, why are you setting our boy on fire? Like, yeah, like, you, you feel bad for Kong at this point. No one's on your fu- side here, Samuel L. Jackson. Um, everybody but Packard looks on in horror. Like, they, they have a moment they're just like, what have we done? Because what they, they hear what they believe to be the dying cries of King Kong. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can't kill a motherfucker that easy. Uh, That's not what you told me about the original King Kong. Well, he, he uh, yeah. He also fell off a building. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, so Kong is like thrashing and he's angry. And he's, so he, he, he splashes the fire water mm-hmm. into the soldiers. And so, like, to just light these people on fire with napalm, killing them horribly. Uh, Fuck you! But eventually, he succumbs to his wounds and collapses on the shore right in front of Packard. Aww. Monkey! Uh, And Packard says, arm the charges, because we're going to blow them up. Uh, Conrad, Mason, and Harlow arrive uh, and just start pointing guns at Packard. uh, (laughs) Who chooses to put the detonator down. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they go, stop! The world is bigger than we know. The world is bigger than this. To which Samuel L. Jackson replies, Bitch, please! The remaining remaining Packard's men agree, and they all turn their guns towards Packard. Mm -hmm. Uh, But before Packard can come to his senses, one big fucking skull crawler shows up. Oh, it's Mama Skullcrawler. Yeah, and I have written here, now what are you going to do, dumbasses? <laughs> Packard tries to stare down the Skullcrawler, which isn't a great idea, uh, as Kong begins to wake up. And Packard, like, sets the charges. He picks up the detonator and he sets the charges. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's going to blow Kong up 
even though he knows it's going to kill them. And so, like, they have the stare down where Kong is like, do it, motherfucker. <laughs> and Samuel Jackson looks at him and he goes, die, you motherfucker. And then he gets squished. <laughs> Kong straight up, like, thunderclaps him uh, and just crushes him under, under his fist. Um... We have the world's dumbest heroic sacrifice as one of the soldiers uh, tries to lure the skull crawler to eat him. Uh, and he's like, oh, eat me and spend the time eating me. And then she's like, you're the bravest man I know. This is so smart. Is it? And the skull crawler's like, cool. Tail whips him into a mountain. And he blows up. And then he blows up because he had grenades. He was going to, like, suicide bomb him. Thwack. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> Anyway. Skull colors are a lot smarter than anticipated. Yep. Like, apparently they understand grenades. So. Uh, yeah. And it didn't really buy them that much time. They tried to go back for them. So, yeah. You know. And so, uh, as the skull crawler looks like it's going to catch everybody. Uh, and they're just like, this is it. In comes Kong with a flying axe handle to the dome. Yeah. The skull crawler. Uh, jumps around Kong's neck and tries to choke him out. Mm -hmm. But Kong grabs him uh, and grabs him by the jaws and tries to rip it open. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so that doesn't work, so he just smashes him into a mountain uh, and then just punches him into the ground. Uh, Kong then picks up a tree and uses it as a bat, uh, just thwacking the giant skull crawler about the head and neck. Uh, grabbing him by the cho- the throat and then trying to choke slam him through into the water. But the crawler wraps its tail around him and drags him into the water, crashing through a tree. Uh, this is the shit I came to say, yeah. people. And underground, there was like, uh, under the water, there's this like boat. Mm. Uh, and for somehow Kong gets wrapped up in his chain. Yeah, it's like one of the boats that got washed ashore or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so as he tries to swim up, he can't because he's locked into... Mm-hmm. Um, well, he's, he's locked into these chains. So Brooks, remember him, mm-hmm. uh, decides to take matters into his own hand. So he gets on the Rinky Dink boat, uh, and it's got a machine gun on it. Mm-hmm. So he just opens fire on the skull crawler uh, to try to get it to come over here instead of at Kong. Mm-hmm. But it jams, so he needs Marlo to help. Kong eventually makes it to his feet, dragging the chains and the boat with him. Yeah! Uh... <laughs> eventually breaking away Mason fires a uh, a flare into the skull crawler's eye to distract it mm-hmm. when the gun gets unjammed she gets a brief little I am Captain Marvel hear me roar yeah. moment Kong then uses the chains connected to the ship's um, it's not a rudder but it's the fan in the back is that not a rudder? I, I, I don't really know what it is but it's the sharp blades in the back and like fucking Kratos <laughs> Takes it and just, like, whips the, the skull crawler like a morning star. Love it! Uh, he hits up the skull crawler and hits him with a running power slam like Braun Strowman. Yeah. He then begins to use the Cesaro swing, and I'm not making this up, this is happening. Uh-huh. And throws him into a mountain. Unfortunately, that was the mountain that Mason was standing on top of, and she falls into the water. Eh, she could have fallen in worse places. Yeah. Uh, using the wheel as a blade... Kong uppercuts the skull crawler, slitting its throat, and then he shoves his giant monkey hand into the water, scoops Mason up, and saves her life. Mm-hmm. 
But apparently, fun fact about skull crawlers, mm-hmm. they can live with a cut throat. Uh, How much HP does this thing have? <laughs> this is like a final stand. So the skull crawler comes back, uh, and then uh, it like uses its tongue, like a frog's tongue, mm-hmm. and tries to grab Mason out of Kong's hands. Um... Uh, but it swallows Kong's fist. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Kong grabs its innards and rips them inside out. <laughs> finally killing it for real. Yeah, now that its stomach is on the outside, it better be dead. Yeah. So, Kong places Mason on the ground, hurt but alive, mm-hmm. uh, and then walks away, giving them one last look, walking off into the distance. Wherever Kong goes when he's not here. It's a small island. We could probably find him. Yeah. Um, Conrad and co. get on the boat and they leave the island. Um, He says that eventually Skull Island will change. Word is going to get out. It's impossible to keep this a secret. Mm -hmm. But it will not be from them. Uh, Marlo uh, begins to sing, We'll meet again some sunny day. We'll meet again, don't know how, don't know when. Uh, As the helicopters roll in to pick them up, Kong pokes his head out to watch them leave, making sure they're safe, and also making sure they're leaving. I Uh, mean, I would too. He's had a rough couple of days when these humans are here. He stands up, he pounds his chest, and asserts his dominance one last time as king. Of Skull Island. Yeah! We see Marlo return home for the first time in 30 years. He sees his wife and his now adult son for the very first time. Uh, so, Tom is alive. Titans are real. The, uh, the... <clears throat> excuse me. Kong is alive. Titans are real. The remaining team return home. And Kong remains king of the island. Everyone's happy. Curtain down. Or is it? Yes! Conrad is admonishing somebody in an interrogation room. He and Mason are being held here for some reason for questioning. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, But then mm -hmm. Brooks comes in and he's like, hey, welcome to Monarch. Uh, And they're just like, why would you keep us here? What the fuck's wrong with you? He goes, ah, I got shit to tell you. There was never an island. We get the message. Yeah. He goes, oh, no, no, no. That's not the problem. See, we have discovered that we are not the true owners of this planet. The Titans are. And it is only a matter of time before they want it back. Kong is not the only king. As Brooks begins to show pictures of cave drawings and artist renderings mm. of a gigantic lizard-type creature fighting a giant three-headed dragon. Mm. And as we fade to black, we hear the familiar roar of Godzilla. Yeah! Curtain down for real this time. Yeah. I like this movie way more than I like Godzilla. That's fair. Like, there are more fights. We don't cut away from the fights. It's not even that there are more fights. uh, Mm -hmm. Though there are. But the human characters are more interesting. That's true. They are. Um, I I cared about these guys. They were better written. Like I said, it gave you kind of like an alien vibe. Um, you know, there was more human stuff in it. 
but it was it was interesting to me, and I, I liked seeing where it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because Godzilla seems to hinge on the fact that it's Godzilla and Godzilla's cool. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, he is. Yes, I would like to reference his laser mouth. Yeah, but his movies specifically seem to be here like, well, it's Godzilla. You like him because he's Godzilla. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So here's a little Godzilla as a treat. Yes. Watch this boring shit for 45 minutes. And here's a little bit more Godzilla. You're going to keep watching because it's Godzilla. Here's Godzilla as a treat. I mean, you've already paid the money. Yeah. Uh, whereas Kong doesn't have that kind of like... Oomph. Mm. You know, he doesn't have that kind of power. So they had to make a good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then put uh, Kong in it. That's true. Uh, so I thought this was really, really interesting. Um, I like. I really like the acting was good. The story was good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind a couple more movies like this, but it's um, it's a prequel. So uh. and so like we we've seen Godzilla vs Kong, which will you guys will see in two weeks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I believe there I said that at the end of Kong Skull Island, there was a storm that wiped out the Iwi. Yeah. Um, but there's there's not. I, I kind of insinuated that because I hadn't seen this movie yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Sa- just like one Iwi left on Skull Island. Yeah, side Googles have told me that the comic books are canon. And there oh, was fuck a- off. And there was a bunch of shit and now there are no Iwis. Oh, I did not know that. The comic books are canon? Well, that's how we got rid of the Iwis. Oi. Okay, well, whatever happened there. Uh, there was a whole thing. There was another monster. It was this comic book. I don't know what the fuck, but yeah, the movies are dead now. I kind of made some assumptions of this movie following um, Kong or Godzilla vs. Kong. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of which are wrong. You can pick them out in the comments. Um, but, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I get the feeling that they didn't expect... To have to wrap Kong into all this. Mm-hmm. That it was like, this wasn't supposed to be what it is. But we'll throw you a bone. Um, so, but that's that's for another movie discussion. We'll get to that in a bit. Uh, what did you think? Um, I'm not here for your crazy human nonsense. Mm-hmm. I want monkey smash. Uh, Samuel Jackson went crazy real quick. Yep. I feel like that went... Too quickly. Yeah, like suddenly your boy's super crazy. Yeah, he went from zero to 100 real fast. Yeah, like, damn, bro, what is your deal? I was gonna say, Apocalypse Now is like a three hour film. So, like, you can do that kind of thing. We gotta be out of here in a brisk two. Yeah, um, so you're just like, this, he's like, I'm gonna kill the monkey, and it's only about this and the monkey and that only. <laughs> and I'm like, uh huh, sure, buddy. So I'm gonna kill the monkey. This seems to be about something else in your life. No, this is about this and only this. Uh huh, sure, buddy. Alrighty, alrighty. Um,. But even with, like, did, did you not find the, the human element better? The than... human element is definitely better. Yeah. Like, uh, like the story itself is good. I wanted the squid scene to go a little longer. Yeah. Um, you know, what? I know the purpose of us tracking the one dude who was isolated was to show us, look, Kong fought a squid. Yeah. Or whatever. But, like, he just dies real quick. I, yeah, I, I don't really understand what the point of him was. Yeah, like, um, it was briefly kind of a horror movie because they were being picked off by the local fauna. 
Yeah, they kind of gave us a, a predator kind of vibe. Yeah. Um, and I understand this island is made of monsters. Yeah. That we'll never see again. No. Uh, and But I'm not here for other monsters. I'm here for one specific monster. Yeah. Have him fight it. Like... They're going against this spider, and they shoot it, and it's a horror movie, and I'm like, why not have Kong reach down and fight the spider? I feel you. You know, like, I don't care what your trivialities is. Yeah. Monster fights. So so even if the human element is better, you'd still rather more monkey? Yeah, more monkey. I get that. His name's on the thing. Is it Samuel L. Jackson fights a monkey? No. I Tell mean, me you wouldn't watch that. I would. Because there would be a better story, and I would expect Samuel L. Jackson to fight to, a monkey. To fight a monkey, yeah. Uh, but no, I, it says King Kong on the label. I was going to say, like, the other thing is, Godzilla is predicated on a fight. Yeah. You watch Godzilla because you know he's going to fight either humanity or another monster. Yes. Kong doesn't really have that. Kong can be a story outside of Smish. I am, well, yeah, I guess because Kong's original deal was once upon a time a monkey was imported, capitalism killed him. Yeah. Right? Um, so I think that's why this one was a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of like when they made, when Ang Lee made The Hulk in 2003. Yeah. He made a very cerebral film about the duality of anger and what it's like to, to have something you can't control. Uh, problem is, I don't give a shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I want to see, uh, see Hulk smash. Yeah. Um, so just because you can do that with, say, well, I don't know, Iron Man, <laughs> doesn't mean you can do that. Like, we want different things from different movies. Yeah. Um, and that's why I think Kong kind of gets my, kind of gets more points in that sense. Because I was expecting a different thing than I was expecting with Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Um, now, for Godzilla vs. Kong, I expected Godzilla vs. Kong. Yes. To which I received. Yes, we, uh, they delivered on that, uh, particular front. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so that's, that's kind of where I'm at here with, with Skull Island. Uh, what do you want to give it out of 10? Like a seven, like the human element didn't drag anything down. I was, yeah. Uh, it's okay. Like, um, what are any of their names though? Besides, uh, Brie Larson's Mason Weaver and Conrad, Marlo, Acker. <laughs> But like the other, I, I, I've just been talking. I know, <laughs> but like I'm talking about the thirty other guys that. Were... Oh, nobody cares. That I told you, red shirts. No, but um, the red shirts had names and stuff. They did. They had names and little characters, but uh, I didn't really pay attention. Uh, right. So yeah. you know, the point of a horror movie, if you're gonna play it kind of like this monster horror movie, is I need to know who these people are. I feel you. There was there was maybe one too many characters that <laughs> there were like some that were clearly like yeah, ape food. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I liked it a little bit more than you. Uh, I think I, I'm going to give it an eight. Okay. Which is going to even this out to a 7.5. That sounds right. Um. Had a weird anti-war vibe. I don't know what the hell was going on yeah, there. Yeah, it's like I wanted to say something, but then chickened out. Yeah. Uh. Or it got left on the cutting room floor. Could be, could be. Um. But yeah, that is... That, yeah, that's pretty much all there is to say on yeah. uh, Kong Skull Island. It's, it's solid. It's solid. I think what I'm trying to say is the writing's shaky, but it's nice. Yeah, it's 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 my favorite out of the two. Um, I I have seen Godzilla King of the Monsters, mm-hmm. um, but I don't remember much. So I hesitate to say that this is my favorite film out of the series. Uh, but it's probably lining up like that. Mm-hmm. 
So we will find out next week. Yes. When we take on Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Yes. Where Godzilla fights other monsters. What we are witnessing here is the return of Titans. How many of these things are there? 17 and counting. That's messed up. Then, Ghidorah. Oh my. They're moving like a pack. They're hunting. They all respond directly to an alpha. We stop this Ghidorah. We stop them all. Is there another creature that might stand a chance against him? Or at least he fucking better. Yeah! <laughs> fight them! Fight them with your fists! Fight them! Fight them with your hands. And your laser mouth. I think I like Godzilla because he has a laser mouth. Like, it's a little bit more magical. If cause... Kong had a laser mouth, would you like him more? Yes. I get that. <laughs> oh. Not even a question. If he had magical laser powers, I would like him more. If his eyes could shoot laters, great. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll have to ask because I don't want to spoil anything for, for uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, I believe that does it for us here. Yeah. Uh, if you want to find us somewhere on the internet, I am on Twitter at Empty Square, E-M-P-T-Y-S-Q-U-A-R-E. Cutes. I'm at Aquadia underscore, link in the doobly-doo. Link in the doobly-doo. Check the link tree for all, uh, all the stuff. If you, uh, have some money burning a hole in your pocket, you're allowed to go outside now, you got your, you got your Pfizer vaccine, mm -hmm. you're ready to hit the town and just, like, make it rain, make it rain on us! Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, you get... Uh, complete access to pretty much everything we post for a dollar. You get extra stuff for the more you post mm -hmm. up to and including your own character in whatever I write next. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. get, um, you can give us a movie to watch right off the hop. Uh, you give us enough money, we'll watch anything. Mm-hmm. Anything. Mm-hmm. Well, not anything. Uh, um... But yeah, so you can do that. That is patreon.com slash empty square. That's E-M-P-T-Y-S-Q-U-A-R-E. -E. Uh, check me out on TikTok. Yeah, come party with us. Uh, it's fun. TikTok.com bright wall podcast. We have a thing called a pizzazz. And basically we've been throwing anything in it to see, will it pizzazz? Yeah. Uh, so show up for that. And uh, my wrestling opinions. Yeah. Like you gives a shit. They do. <laughs> They do. Uh, but yeah, uh, until next time, mm -hmm. kids, should they watch the thing? Yeah, go watch the thing. I, I think it's good. I think it's worth going out for. Pay you, I would even say, if you can't find it on streaming, two or three bucks. If it's $2 Tuesday, why yeah, not? Go for it. I like it. Yeah. All right, guys. We will see you next week. Goodbye. We love you. We love you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, have fun.